Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have the, gosh, how do I introduce the Grizz? I don't have to introduce the Grizz. Anybody that's ever heard this show before knows exactly who he is. But uh, Grizz, we appreciate you coming on today, and we're just, you know, finishing up with uh, 2015 and looking forward to 2016, and it's been a very interesting year. And during our the show. We might talk a little bit about that, but uh, we appreciate having you on, and I hope that your Christmas was a great one. Did you make your, uh, your uh, what, is, what is it you make? A cher- uh, I make a, a turkey, yeah. a cherry turkey, but no, John, I didn't make a turkey this year. What I made was a cherry ham. Ah, okay. With all the dressings and spices and deviled eggs and mashed potatoes and gravy and mm. all that kind of stuff. Mm. A traditional Mexican uh, Christmas I had dinner. nothing to do with Mexico. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't have anything to do with Mexico. I, yeah. It's not Mexican at all. Oh, oh by the way, um, I had... Uh, something that uh, um, this year, and I, I believe that this is true, is uh, tamales is a traditional Christmas and New Year's uh, dinner. And I happen to know somebody that's uh, from Mexico, speaks perfect English, but his girlfriend doesn't speak a word of English. And she's the one. Made like the she's, she's the one that made the tamales. And wow, there is just... I don't believe, um, I mean, you might be able to make Chinese food without coming from China um, or sushi without coming from Japan. But to make tamales, you you know, <laughs> a, a gringo cannot do it. And Well, I wouldn't go so far to say that, John. And the thing about tamales, there are all different types of tamales. Right. Well, these were, these tamales were tamales yeah. made from corn husk. Right. Oh, and, and banana from leaves. banana yeah. leaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. From cabbage leaves. Okay. Well, we're going to... Depends gonna, on what part of Mexico you're in. There you go. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to get involved in that. Maybe some more about food, because I know you like that. Be right back with you, Grizz. Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the Marina Village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors.
Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we do have the Grizz. And uh, Grizz, let's talk a little bit about uh, New Year's, and we, you know, maybe mention a couple of things about uh, some of the traditional foods that you find in Mexico. And I'll just uh, say we had some tamales uh, made by someone uh, who I she really only knows a couple of words of English, but boy, can she make some tamales. And, well, uh, yeah, John, they don't have to speak English to make tamales. Well, no, I think it's better if they... To do with that. <laughs> no, no, I think but, it's better if they don't speak English. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love tamales. I, I prefer, if we're going to talk about tamales, the ones from Chiapas, uh, Oaxaca, uh-huh. the Yucatan. Uh, they're the ones that are made out of banana leaves. So instead of wrapping them in corn husk, you wrap them in banana leaves, but it's still right. the maize and, and everything's the same? fresher and a lot juicier mm. and you got raisins in them and I mean it's just a whole different type of ball game mm-hmm. and I really like those but yeah you know Christmas is past we're getting ready for the new year and uh, I don't know about you John but 2015 was just fantastic for me mm-hmm I caught a lot of fish, uh, set the world record, as you know, yeah. on a fly rod. Yeah. Well, and let's, let's, traveled, uh, let's, did some let's, fantastic bass fishing in Sinaloa. Yeah. Got to play Cowboys in Durango. You know, it just was a great, great year for me, <laughs> yeah. 2015. Uh, Riz, Riz, you're my hero. Uh, I want to be like you when I grow up. Well, John, you better start because you're getting a little past that age now. 
Well, I always said that you may have to get old, but you don't have to grow up. But, uh, no, you've you've had a great time. In the last uh, month or so, we've talked a couple of things about the trip that you did, uh, bass fishing in Sinaloa, and then uh, your most recent trip where you set out, and you told me ahead of time. So, John, we're going to take this trip, and I believe that you went with, with uh, James from Beulah Fly Rods, and you took him yes, out with I you. Did. And you, you, you purposely set up um, a goal, and your goal was to break an uh, um, IFGA record on a fly rod for grouper. Yes, sir. And I don't think it's not just a matter of breaking it. You shattered it. Yeah, I kind of worked it over a little bit. Yeah. I was very lucky. I mean, uh, the right cast, the right fish, and the right current. Uh Uh-huh. And everything uh, played a lot to do with it. I mean, uh, the groupers were there. We were catching hundreds of grouper every day. Let me interrupt you just for a second, because we just got a call in from Bob Summeru, who is a writer for Western Outdoor News, and he is um, a passionate fly fishing angler. So I just want to clue him in as to what we're talking about, because he may have some questions for you. Bob, are you there? I am here. Anyway, Bob, what we're just talking to Grizz about, we're doing great. What we're just talking to Grizz about is uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Grizz uh, had set out uh, with a a mission and a goal. And we'll let him kind of start over a little bit about where he went and what he did. But his goal was to break an IFGA record on a fly rod. And Grizz, do you want to continue from there? Yeah, what what we did is... You know, groupers is not a sawed-off fish on a fly rod. No, not not so often. So James, not. who owns uh, the, fly, uh, the uh, excuse me the rod company, and I figured out how to do it, and we had a lot of help from scientific angler. We have to give them credit. We had uh, help from Ross Reels. Mm-hmm. And we set off, we drove actually 12 hours out of La Paz and went to La Bocana. And uh, what scientific anglers did is they gave us an extra fast sinking line that uh, you tie on the loop, you know, the interchangeable uh, leader, if you want to call them, on the fly line. You know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. And uh, they made us one that sinks something like, uh, this is what they said, I can't prove it, but like two feet a second. So we went to the mouth of the estuary where these broomtail groupers are, and we tied some what I call the puppy fly, which is basically a uh, deer tail. Uh, spun on the back, and then what we do is we put some uh, hackles down the side. Then we put foxtail, green foxtail on the top, and then finish it up with some uh, green tubbing, wrap it around, and then glue two eyes on it. You didn't tell us what hook you started with. I'm sorry? The hook size. You tell us what hook size you started with. It was a long long shank six. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, then we set it up. We had 20-pound tippet because that's, you know, what the last one was, uh, the uh, 
concurrent uh, grouper was, and we went out looking for the monsters. Mm-hmm. And we caught probably 100 grouper a day, <laughs> uh, averaging between, I would say, one pound to three, four pounds were the average fish. We caught, it was just incredible. We caught over 120 fish a piece a day, him and I. We caught Corvina. We caught uh, Bruntail Grouper. We caught uh, Leopard Grouper. We caught Snook. Uh, we caught Halibut and everything. All we did, the only rods we took were fly rods. And we just hammered them. And it was some of the, well, it was the best experience I ever had. It's a lot of fun oh, catching, catching fish that size on a fly rod, especially if you're geared up properly for it. Now, Grizz, the picture that I saw, was that a broomtail or a leopard grouper? A broomtail. It was, okay. Beautiful fish, but that was not uh, two or three pounds. No, 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 it wasn't two or three pounds. No, uh, that was a pretty big boy. And well, how big, I'll tell you, how big you know, Chris? what I found, the fly fishermen that want to really have some, a different thing, this is this estuary there, the mouth of the estuary and going back in of the estuary, depending on what you want to catch, but you can just literally catch 150 fish. I mean, it's that easy. Hey, Gris, what, what was yeah. the depth of the water at the estuary? The estuary, well, we fished the estuary at 27 foot, and I caught my big fish, the big fish I caught at 17 foot. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, fluctuated. Now, we went out and we fished 35 foot with a fly rod. And what you had to do was figure out your current and mend against the current. And then, you know, you make your cast, and then the boat's going to be moving in the current. So you mend your current up, count to 25 to let it sink down, and then strip very small strips. Because if you strip it too much with the boat moving, and the current itself, you will bring that fly up off the bottom. So you want it to stay there on the bottom. We caught out in the ocean in the deep water. We caught triple tail. We caught uh, we caught a uh, yellow tail, and I mean we caught several species there. And there's a trick to it because, as you know, being a fisherman. You got to get those boys off the rocks. Mm-hmm. So once you hooked, or you have the motor running, so you set the hook on a strip, and then as soon as you do, you scream fish on all of this. We made actually four television shows on this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Chris, we're going to have to take a break uh, here coming up pretty quick, but you, you didn't tell us how big that fish was that you broke the record with. Okay, we'll be right back with you. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to find that out as soon as we get back.
first named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAJA. They're in the water, look at them shine. There goes a big one, that one of mine. Guys, yeah, we're coming right back. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio, and we're right in the middle of it. A very exciting story from the Grizz, uh, breaking his IGFA record, but we still don't know how big that fish was that you caught, Grizz. 31 pounds. <laughs> okay. What was the previous record? Five. <laughs> what do you think, Bob? I think that's pretty incredible. Uh, what weight rod was that? Uh, I was using an 8.9. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty exciting times. And certainly getting the record like that when you're uh, actually gunning for them is pretty exciting with your IGFA gear and everything. I got to tell you, that's a congratulations to you. 
Yeah, that Thank was, you. Yeah, a lot of Thank fun. you. It, it was uh, an experience. I had no idea. And then until when he hooked up, and there was a lot of emotion because when he hooked up, he holed up on me, and I couldn't move him, and I thought it was over. I felt the hit. I played him for a few 30 seconds, maybe 40 seconds, and then he holed up on me because, believe it or not, I wasn't in a boat. I was standing oh. on the point. Fishing a, we want to call a man-made uh, reef, which is actually a bunch of junk thrown in there, old cars and machinery and stuff like that that is pushed off into the into the mouth of the estuary, and that's where all of those groupers and many fish held up there. And he held up with me, and I'm like, I was telling the guys, uh, I lost him. I don't think I'm going to probably have to break him off because oh. I can't move him. And then what I did was I just, just kept giving slack, slack mm -hmm. and I dropped my rod and pointed my rod right at where it stopped moving and started stripping line out to give to him. And damn, if he didn't, excuse my language, if he didn't swim right out of that hole, and I brought him in, and I kept backing up, backing up. He ran up the beach, huh? me. So I kept backing up and backing up, and I was like, you know, 25 yards from the beach when I finally landed him on the beach. Wow. Oh, my God. So what do you think, Bob? Sounds like fun, huh? It's all videoed. It's all on. It's, it'll be... Show next year on Adventure South of the Border. It's all done. Yeah, great. Well, that's a great story, Grizz. And, you know, I'm sure we've got some more stories. Um, you know, and we're, right now we're, we're kind of covering 2015 and looking forward to 2016. Um, Bob, do you have any stories from 2015 that you want to oh, share with I'll us tell real you quick? what, you know, I, I can't top that one from Grizz, but then again, who can ever top Grizz in the first place? Yeah. Why would you try? <laughs> oh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it certainly uh, says a lot about your experience, my friend. But uh, we had, of course, you know, the most incredible year ever here. Uh, we, we, we've caught every kind of exotic we can in the Southern California Bight. Uh, some some record uh, marlin were taken, lots and lots of exotics. But I think some of the best fishing is yet to come. And uh, once we suffer our way through this El Nino winter, we'll be looking at more of the same come spring and, and summer. And I, uh -huh. I think we're going to see a resurgence of the same kind of quality fishing that we had throughout this last year. Mm -hmm. Well, for those of us that uh, you know, are listening from the West Coast, it has been incredible. Uh, the water temperatures all the way from you know southern Mexico up to Alaska had been running, let's say, 5 to 10 degrees above normal in most areas. That's right. That's right. In fact, up in the... Uh, the Central California area, they were actually seeing 75-degree water, which has never been registered before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, we're still going to see how much rain we get out of it. But uh, I've been, you know, I've been beating this drum for, for a long time. And, you know, it's like six months ago, they're talking about the possible 
El Nino, and you go, what do you mean possible? I mean, it's, it's here now. It's, it's here. here now. What are you yeah, talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, you know, Grizz mentioned fly fishing in the ocean. Of yeah. course, I'm a big proponent of that. I've been yeah. doing that for years. Uh, personally, about two years ago, working out of Camelot, I set seven world record on, on Pacific Barracuda. I'm sorry. Say that again, Bob. I, I set seven uh, world line class records on Pacific Barracuda. Really? Which, which stood in place for almost six full months. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody came gunning for me and took them all out. So, wow. But the, the, uh, the interesting thing is that line class records are are certainly uh, possible in just about any species mm-hmm. on the fly rod. You know, you Bob, do uh, why, don't, why don't we talk about this for a second? If anybody, uh-huh. I mean, the whole point of fishing is, is not about, you know, uh, being competitive. You can want to compete with yourself. But um, give us a little bit of an idea about what the IGFA records are. And, you know, if someone wants to hold a title for at least for six months, um, you know, what what are some of the ways oh, yeah, to do that? Sure, sure. The, the thing to do is to make sure that your tackle is all IGFA rated and that you have uh, rated all of your leader material and that your knots are proper and that you're using the right gear. That's primary, number one. Number two is having a weighing system that has either been registered for your hand weighing system or that you have a scale you can take it to that can be a registered scale. And then, of course, you need to have the paperwork. The paperwork needs to be done, and that needs to all be signed off and submitted. Once all that's done, then you can pretty much assume that you're going to get your record if you already knew that, for instance, what that record would be for that species. Mm-hmm. And the tippet uh, size. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can get all that information right on the IGFA website. Mm-hmm. So we when, went, when we you went broke, gunning for it, so well, we, we went down to Kamloops with the intention of breaking okay. these barracuda records. I got you. Do that. Okay. And again, that was on the fly rod, but we were using six-pound tests to catch uh, thirteen-pound fish. So while the fish weren't extraordinary in size, they were they were monstrous for the the, for the line. Mm-hmm. We were for fishing, you know, two hundred feet of water offshore. So mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I know that. Well, Grizz, and I, I know that uh, your son Charlie uh, has has reached many records, uh, especially yeah, as a when junior. he was yeah. junior. Yeah. Well, he's an old man now, right? Yeah, he's eighteen. So yeah. that all went away. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That, well, he's getting yeah. an old guy. Yeah. Well, you know, I was mentioning about the conditions and what we're looking forward to, and. One of the things about fly fishing in the ocean is that we've always fished for bass as one of our main items, Mm -hmm. going for calico or sand, and where you're working those is along the kelp beds. But one of the things that's happened is with all this warm water, many, many of the kelp beds are gone along the southern California. Oh, they already have, huh? Okay. And so what's happened is that while the, the kelp beds are gone, the fish are not, they're consolidated. So what's happened is you can actually, if you find them, you find them all. So it's pretty exciting when you do go on the hunt and you find out where they're hanging out. You uh-huh. can usually find hordes and hordes mm-hmm. of very large and grumpy bass. Well, I, I know in years past, uh, the El Nino, the uh, kelp likes a colder water. And yeah. the, the El Nino will kind of clean that out. But, uh, you know, you met a calico, which is actually a, a uh, also known as a kelp bass. Uh, so if the kelp isn't there, it, it, they just, what happens to them? 
Yeah, that, that's the thing that they they consolidate. They move to areas where there aren't help. Oh, they, they continue to relocate until they find the right. Okay, works for them. Uh huh. Yeah, the numbers really don't drop so much as they they just relocate. Oh, okay. Okay. At least that's the consensus. I mean, I, I didn't ask them. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we caught uh, a lot of calico, but the yeah, thing of it is, we didn't run. have the Good record. So we don't know if we we got one that was six pounds. We got one seven and a half pounds, and we got the biggest one was eight and three quarter pounds on a Whoa, fly rod. That is huge. I mean, they're I, huge I, there. Yeah, the, the they're big, just huge. The biggest one I've ever heard of was ten pounds, and that was certainly not on a fly rod. And you don't, you know, normally three four pound is a huge uh, calico. Yeah, well, I caught uh, six and a half pound right after I caught the uh, grouper. Well, well, you probably should have submitted that one, Chris. We didn't know. You yeah, know, we didn't know the what the record know, was on Calico. And, I mean, you're standing at 6.30 in the morning. It's not like, oh, I got my iPod. I'm going to look up what the record is. Because <laughs> uh-huh. we don't and you kill also them, may you not know? be prepared to run back to the docks to get it weighed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Chris, well, we had the scales with us. We have uh, IGFA certified scales. Everywhere I go, I carry it with me. Mm-hmm. That's essential. That's essential. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's, some, that's some, grip is one of the best scales that's IGFA rated. If you have a good one, and what is that again, Bob? The Boger grip scale. Uh, is that? Uh, I mean, that's one that's, you can just hold by your hand and and, and clip it on the jaw. Right. Really. Oh, it's I, a lip grabber. Yeah. Yeah, the lip wrapper. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I, that's what I have. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And it's it's that accurate that you can measure down to the ounces. Yeah. Hmm. Well. And then you take a picture of it. Yeah. Uh, with a picture of the fish on the scale. Uh-huh. And you, and you get your paperwork filled out and signed off by the captain and your, your witnesses. Uh-huh. And uh, away you go. Oh, wow. and you've got to hang on to your leader and make sure you submit that if you're doing line class. Right. You got to send. I sent my leader and my fly in. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. No, that's 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 exciting stuff. Well, who knows what's going to happen next year then? I'm going back uh, in about three weeks. Okay. And set three more records. <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> well, the thing of it is, is we went out for the 20-pound test. Yeah. And we find out that we broke every record on grouper yeah. on a fly rod. Yeah. But we didn't have 16-pound tests. We didn't have 18-pound tests. Oh, test. okay. So, you, yeah, right. okay. Okay. Right. Well, we're going to have to take another quick break, but we do have some more time with uh, Fish Talk Radio. So we're going to be coming back, and maybe we'll get these experts to do some prognostications for uh, upcoming year. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be back with you momentarily with Bob and Grizz. We appreciate you guys. This is fun. 
road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! Bass Angler Magazine simply brings you more. If you want to learn the latest technique, start winning tournaments, or just catch more bass, then Bass Angler Magazine is for you. Go to www.bassmag.com, click on the order link, and use the promo code FBR. Go to www.bassmag.com, Bass Angler Magazine, bassmag.com. It will be the best $20 you've ever spent. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have on the line with us Bob Summeru, field writer for Western Outdoor News, avid uh, fly angler, and we have the Grizz, who will, you know, he'll, he'll catch anything anywhere, right, Grizz? <laughs> with anything. With anything, yeah. Yeah, and you know we didn't even talk about uh, you know when you went bass fishing in Sinaloa, but uh, in this segment, you know I, I'm not really sure where we're going. We're just sitting here talking, having a good time. But uh, you know, let, let's see if we can maybe um, get get some kind of an idea. Now, Bob um, told us some stories that uh, he accomplished in 2015, and Grizz. Um, 
certainly has some exciting stuff, and we didn't even touch on that. But, you know, I, I'm not really sure where to go, but I would like to try and get some kind of an idea of what we can expect. And is there, Bob, is there anything new in the equipment or in the fishing industry that you see that may be happening in the next 12 months? Sure, sure. Well, you know, the interesting thing is the mid-range length on boat rods is probably the most spectacular thing going on right now. Uh, boat rods have moved up to the 7.5 to 8-foot length as a standard for use on uh, on party boat fishing and on private boat fishing. Uh, and with a lot more action to them for casting ability of the smaller baits that are available uh-huh. nowadays. Oh. For, a long, for a long time, we had the big deans, and the deans were allowing us to use heavier gear. Uh-huh. But now we've gone back to smaller chovies and smaller deans, and so we're throwing lighter lighter line, and we're throwing lighter uh, rods that can give it a little more fling without hurting the bait. Uh-huh. So that's probably the most important overall uh well, that that is interesting because normally you think of a boat rod, uh, especially with the kind of fishing that Grizz does a lot of, where you're after the big game, and you want a short stick uh, to give you the leverage, you know, to you know to pull on the fish because yeah, with a longer well, rod. when you're fishing when you're fishing in the class that Grizz is doing, where he's going after those uh, multi uh, three figure sized fish, uh, then then yeah, you might want to go with a shorter stick, but for your typical forty fifty pound Tuna, uh, the seven and a half eight foot rod is just fine. Really, uh, and then also the reels are getting much smaller with uh, the smaller size lines, uh, the braids that are so micro anymore. Well, that's a braid doing that. The braids, I mean, braids right now. I mean, you can take a small rod and you can put four hundred yards on it. I mean, <laughs> it's like wow on a little tiny symbol of a reel. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's so incredible. And you're talking about rod links. I, uh, tuna, I use four and a half foot. And marlin, I use five and a half foot. And pitching, my pitching rod is six foot. That's the longest rod I use other than my fly rods. Yeah. But I, I pitch with a six. You're fishing for 200-pound fish, and we're fishing for fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it's not, you know, around 200 pounds, I really don't go for them. <laughs> right. Right. We should be so lucky. Yeah. Even, even with well, our you guys are and by lucky. the way, we you did, we did get some 150-pound tuna. Yeah. This last summer, we got some 150-pound tuna right off Catalina. But the the reality is that that's not the standard fishing. That's not what most people are gunning for. They're gunning for the 30 to 50-pound fish. And, yeah. yeah, well, I'd hate to f- catch a 150-pound tuna on a 7-foot rod with 30-pound test. Oh, I walk away be, from that. No, no, I'd, I'd hand off the rod on that uh, one. Yeah, so here, I you hand do it, it off to the youngest person I can find. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you do it. Been there, done that. No, thank you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my 329-pounder on 50-pound test. That's it. I don't ever want to do that again. Oh, no. Ever. I mean, that's like, you know, four, at least, you know, three, four hours, maybe more. And your three hands, hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, your, your fingers are all cramped up and your muscles are all cramped up. And, <laughs> and you're you, useless for the rest of the day. Exactly. Well, for the rest of the week. For, for two me. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. No, yeah. never, never, never. 
Right now, what I do, Bob and John, is if I hook up a fish over 400 pounds or a tuna over 100 pounds, I say, hey, Charles. Hey, Charles. Yeah. Son, sit down here. Let's get this fish in. <laughs> and I walk away because yeah. I got my grander. I'm yeah. happy I got my grander. I don't want another marlin over 400 pounds. Yeah. My biggest tuna is 329. I don't want another one. Yeah. And my rooster, well, I'll fight roosters all day long. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Have Chris, you done we... them on the fly rod, Grizz? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I catch a lot of them. I, I, I hold the world record on it, 124-pound rooster. But I'm sorry to say I didn't get it on a fly rod. But, yeah, wow. I catch a lot of roosters on fly rod. Yeah. Yeah, that's Well, I, I, I think I, I remember who it was. I don't know if it was James that went down with you or not. said, what is your favorite fish to catch on a fly rod? And you ask two or three people that, that, are, that are used to fishing these, and the, the answer is always the same. What they want on a fly is a rooster. Yeah, and I'm not that way. I like to catch a rooster on a fly. Mm-hmm. But my favorite fish to catch on a fly has got to be a sailfish. Oh. Because I like those runs. I like yeah. that acrobatic. I like that oh, yeah. jump. Yeah. I like that when they come out of water, have to strip and sometimes reel and yeah. sometimes put the rod between your legs and reel as fast as you can. Right. You well, know? yeah, because most, most sailfish actually are, what, between 70 and 100 pounds? Not down here. They're like uh, 90 to 125. Well, yeah, but yeah, but they're not not they you know they don't get as big as the is is the other marlin. Uh, but when they come out of the water uh, with that you know with that sail up and you know just you know clearing the water by three four six feet, um, how exciting is that? I yeah, gotta tell you, I had rod. an exciting day at Los, Los Arcos off Cabo. Uh huh. With a fly rod that time, I was down there with you, John, and uh-huh. I uh, I wound up catching a ton of Sierra. Oh, those are fun, rod. too, yeah. And uh, fortunately, they weren't biting through my leader, and I was getting them in, and I was having a ball. Yeah. What well, a gorgeous fish they are. Oh, they, well, they're, they're a lot of fun, but yeah, as you what say. What is the Sierra mackerel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's tons of them. Why don't you come down? We caught them on a fly rod, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James caught one that was on probably 10 and a half to 11 pounds on a fly rod. Yeah. Wow. But they destroy your flies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, do. they tear them up good. Yeah. Well, that, the, the problem is is that for each one you hook, I mean, you really got to get lucky and, and, and hook them in the lip right away because uh, um, their teeth are, are, are razors. Yeah, no, well, there's no. tons of them right now, and is big there? ones. Well, that's actually, uh, Sierra are usually a little bit cooler water, aren't they? Is this time of the year for them? Yeah, this is when they run. Yeah. and uh, But there's a lot of them right now. You'll yeah. probably catch 50 or 60 easy in the morning right now. Uh-huh. Um, so... <laughs> Wow, and if you chum them up, you can take them easily on a fly rod. Okay. Well, yeah, and they're inshore fish, too, so you can actually catch yeah, them from the beach. Yeah, you don't have to go out far. Yeah, you can, well, you, can, you know, on a fly, you might even only catch them off the beach. Yeah, you can. Okay. But, uh, wow, uh, this is this is exciting stuff. Anyway, we've got a, a few minutes left. Um, let's see if we can cover anything else that we, people might be want to be looking forward to, and not necessarily. Well, not necessarily. Some, I'm going to throw some water in on the, the discussion by telling you that the rains have come and we're starting to get some water. 
up in the Northern California, Oregon area, and uh-huh. the lakes are starting to fill back up. And if it continues, we should be back to some relatively normal water conditions. Yeah. Which are going to be, be giving uh, yeah. uh, some opportunities on some of the inland waters, the freshwater uh, streams mm-hmm. and rivers and lakes. Right. Which we haven't had for a few years. Right. Well, you know, the East Coast, of course, you know, they, they haven't really had seen a problem. But the Sierras, uh, I mean, the snowpack was virtually gone last year. And right. so that's starting to come back up again. So the Eastern Sierras, the Western Sierras, um, and then, uh, you know, even up into Idaho, Montana, and in uh, some of the areas that, you know, even they have been a little bit uh, uh, low. Uh, it, it's all coming back. So and and again, um, for some reason, I people don't seem to understand that things go in cycles. You know, it just because of what it you know what what has happened the last three years, um, you know, things go back and forth. Yeah, uh, and there certainly are cycles uh, uh, to the weather patterns, to the fishing patterns, and it could be a two-year, five-year, or five-hundred-year cycle. But that's that's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, Well, I'll tell you what I got going this year for anybody that's interested in. You know, I partnered up on that new hotel over in Sinaloa, so I'm pretty much the main owner of that hotel. Yeah, we didn't didn't, didn't really get into the bass fishing down there. Bass fishing ever. It's one of the best kept secrets on bass fishing. I mean, there'll be a lot of fish caught in the 15 pound Bob, you gotta uh, range That's... this year and if the fly fish will want to come over you just knock the poop out of them with a oh, fly rod like it's a, just that great like an exciting yeah fight. bob we, i don't think we talked to you about that but grizz was down there about a month or so ago and it's a it's a very large lake that i'd never heard of and i don't know how many people have but it's uh um it, in in mainland mexico it's in sinaloa where you know the um, fishing there is traditionally subsistence, so the concept of going out and you know catching fish and releasing them, you know, just seems kind of strange to those people. But uh, you know the bass are huge, and we're going to be talking about that in the next uh, month or two, and see if we can get some people to go down there and uh, see if we can get how, you interested in it, doing that. How does it compare to El Salto? Uh, you know, I love El Salto, and I I hold the lake record at El Salto with okay. 19 pounds, uh, 19 okay. and three-quarter pounds on a fly rod. Grizz, Grizz we're going to have to get going. Uh, we, we, okay, we'll be right back with you with uh, Fish Talk Radio. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we're going to cover some more real quickly, and we'll find out uh, some more what's happening in the, in the next coming couple weeks. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. 
World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have Bob Summeru and the Grizz. And we just, uh, I'm sorry, we just got so excited that we forget that we ran out of time. But anyway, uh, Bob, we were talking about the, uh, the lake in Sinaloa. And I think we're going to be covering that some more. But this might be something Western Outdoor News might be interested in getting involved with. Well, sure. You know, we're always looking for new fisheries and new areas to have people be able to venture off to to find fish, uh, especially uh, with the quality of fishing that Chris is talking about. It sounds like it could be pretty outstanding. Where would you fly into for that, Chris? Los Mochis. Well, give me a bigger city than that. I don't know where that is. Well, actually, they have oh, an airport there. Mazatlan. <laughs> Mazatlan. Oh, yeah. okay, near Mazatlan. Yeah. So it's in the same general vicinity as El Salto. Uh, it's north uh, east of El Salto. Okay. From Mazatlan, it's four and a half hours. You can fly actually into Los Mochis. If you want, uh, John, give my telephone number and stuff, and I can tell you about it. This place is going to kick El Salto's butt. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I and, mean it, it's virgin. Nobody even knows where to find it, uh, how what to fish, and everything. I went there the first day was difficult. The second day, I think Charles and I caught way over 200 fish, fishing in the morning and the afternoon, and uh, it's just it's awesome. Wow. We got four tracker boats on there, all new engines, beautiful trackers, and we've got a hotel, restaurant, and everything there. I just partnered up on this place and uh, because I just know that, man, a fly fisherman wants to catch bass on a fly, this is the place. Or just a bass fisherman that wants to catch, have a chance to catch a 15, 20-pound fish, this is the place. El Salto's overfished now. Yeah, it is. It is. I can't disagree with you there. And, and certainly, whether you're a fly fisherman or, or a bait chucker, uh, who's throwing plastics, you know, you get some of those big lizard baits and you throw them in for those giant bass, they just swallow them whole. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, El Santo, I love the place. I love all the guys that work there. I fished with every lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's gotten too expensive and it's become too famous for its own good. Right. And it's it's well, not the El Salto I knew 25 years ago. Okay. Well, Grizz, let me make a quick comment, because this time of the year, uh, a lot of people are sitting around the fireplace, you know, dreaming about bass fishing or any kind of fishing. And, um, you know, January, February, um, you know. That's the you time go, to be here bass fishing, exactly. John. Exactly. You start and get some cabin fever and you go, you know what? Let's let's go fishing someplace where it's a little bit warmer. Now, it may not be 110 degrees, but it's certainly not 10 degrees. No, it's about uh, 58 in the morning and gets up to about 73 in the middle of the day. Yeah. And right That's now perfect. we're going into pre-spawn. And, okay. I mean, it's time. I'm going over there, John, as soon okay. as I get back from Central All right. World Well, Record. if anybody's interested in doing that, get in touch with us. Uh, yeah, that at, sounds uh, like an exciting just, You know, you go to fishtalkradio.com, by the way, and you can listen to the show as many times as you want. And if you want to get in touch with us, we're not that hard to find. And Grizz certainly makes himself available. And Bob, uh, Western Outdoor News, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing my your pleasure. expertise I always with enjoy us. talking with you guys. What a great, great year it's going to be. We're really excited about the upcoming fishing season. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be good. And, and uh, you know, we'll, up, upcoming we'll be giving some tips on some tackle and different things that you might start looking forward to. And, you know, we might even talk about some hard water fishing, right, Bob? There we go. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> well, you got to drill a hole to catch a fish. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah not there you go. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, it's it's really, really enjoyed talking to you guys today. It's been a lot of fun. We appreciate that very much. You are listening uh, to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Adventure South of the Border. Thank you, guys. You've gone fishing. 